from the Nipty Radio Recording Studios high above 107 Columbia Street in the heart of uptown downtown Albany. Welcome to this week's edition of the Nipty Practice Tips. This is Amy Litwin back again from the Bronx District Attorney's Office to talk about part two of the Domestic Violence Survivors Justice Act. Today's topic will be CPL section 440.47, Motion for Resentence, Domestic Violence Cases. This statute went into effect on August 12th of 2019, and it allows for retroactive application of the new Penal Law Section 60.12 and potential resentencing for offenders already serving their sentence. So first, let's talk about the eligibility requirements, and then we will discuss the procedure involved. Eligible is any defendant confined to an institution operated by the Department of Corrections and Community Supervision who is serving a minimum of eight years, and that's either an eight-year determinate sentence or a minimum of eight years on an indeterminate sentence. The crime must have occurred prior to August 12th of 2019, and the defendant must be serving a sentence for a crime that meets the eligibility requirements of Penal Law 60.12, which I discussed in part one of this practice tip. Step one of the procedure involves the initial request by the offender. A prisoner who believes that the requirements that I just discussed are satisfied may submit to the original sentencing judge a request for resentence. If this judge is no longer available, the request will be assigned to another judge for justice, and the offender must initially provide in this request documentation that he or she meets the requirements that I just provided. Step two of the procedure involves the court's response regarding the defendant's eligibility. If the court finds that the defendant has not met the initial requirements for resentence, the court must notify the offender and dismiss the request without prejudice. On the other hand, if the court finds that the defendant has met the initial requirements for resentence, the court must notify the offender that he or she may submit an application for resentence. Upon receiving notice, the offender may ask that the court appoint an attorney to assist in preparation of and proceedings on the application. The third step in the procedure is the application submitted by the offender. The application for resentence must include at least two pieces of corroborating evidence to support the applicant's claim that he or she was, at the time of the offense, a victim of domestic violence, subjected to physical, sexual, or psychological abuse inflicted by a member of the same family or household as defined by CPL Section 53011, or what I refer to as a 53011 relationship in Part 1 of this practice tip. At least one piece of corroborating evidence must be either a court record, pre-sentence report, social services record, hospital record, sworn statement from a witness to the domestic violence, law enforcement record, domestic incident report, or an order of protection. The other piece of corroborating evidence could be, as this is not an exhaustive list, 
local and state Department of Corrections records, a showing based in part on documentation prepared at or near the time of the commission of the offense or the prosecution, thereof tending to support the person's claim, or verification of consultation with a licensed medical or mental health provider, employee of a court acting within the scope of their employment, member of clergy, attorney, social worker, or rape crisis counselor or other advocate who works with DV victims. Step four of the procedure involves notifications. If the court finds that the applicant has not complied with the application provisions, the court shall dismiss the application without prejudice. If the court finds the applicant has complied, the court will notify the district attorney's office and provide a copy of the application. Step five of the procedure involves the hearing. At the hearing, the court shall consider any fact or circumstance relevant to the imposition of a new sentence. Both defendant and prosecutor can submit any relevant information to the court, and the court can consider any institutional records pertaining to confinement, such as any domestic violence, parenting, substance abuse programming that the defendant has participated in, as well as any disciplinary history. The court is not permitted to view negatively an inability by a defendant to participate in programming despite a willingness to do so. The court will decide any disputed issues of fact relevant to the issue of sentencing. You should also be aware that reliable hearsay is admissible at this hearing. The court shall not consider a new pre-sentence report. The court shall not entertain any matter challenging the underlying basis of the subject conviction. Notification of the decision to resentence or deny resentencing must be provided to the applicant, and the order must include written findings of fact and reasons for the order. The sixth procedural step involves resentencing. Should the court determine that the applicant should be resentenced in accordance with the guidelines set forth by Penal Law Section 60.12, the court will enter an order vacating the sentence originally imposed and impose a new sentence. Finally, an offender may appeal the court's determination if denied resentencing or if the offender believes the new sentence is either harsh or excessive. I hope that this part two of the Domestic Violence Survivors Justice Act has been helpful, and I also hope that everyone around New York State is staying healthy and taking care during these incredibly difficult times. Thank you so much for tuning in. 